Let's get this party started. And now, the Leafs cast. Leafs talk only. Episode number seven. Hey, hold on. Wasn't this the one that you were going to quit and you're gone by seven? Wasn't that this? Oh, it is. Okay. All right. See you guys. Should, should we stop the recording now? <laughs> Start over. All right, I'll stick around. It's too much fun. If they had lost, I would have been out, but they won. It was that close. All right, let's talk about the week, fellas. Um, it was a good week. We had four days off. Four days off to just stew, stew a in lifetime. our own in our own victory uh, over the Flames, and uh, again another trap game. Maple Leafs versus Senators on Thursday. Is there um, any game that we play the Ottawa Senators that isn't a trap game? Every game <laughs> against them is a trap game. They're terrifying. They're the only one <laughs> that we're scared of. I think they're the only one that we're scared of. Um, and but we got we had soup in net and we were feeling good. And Maple Leafs come out on top overtime win three two over the Senators. Um, that was even despite a couple of questionable plays from Soup, but. Looking like Eddie oh. Belfour in the net there. We can talk about that later. Um, hey, don't don't besmirch the name of Belfour. <laughs> and then uh, we weren't done with our overtime magic. Uh, last night's game. Holy cow, last night's game. So Leafs are down. Uh, it's the end of the second period. We're down 3-1 uh, to one against McDavid and company. And just one of the best wins you're going to see all season. Uh, we dig deep. The depth comes through and we come back and uh, tie it up at the end of the third, win it in overtime on a greasy, greasy goal by Austin Matthews to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, we're losing all of our Oilers listeners. All of them. <laughs> and the Leafs end a week 2-0. Two, two and oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was quite, it was quite the game's... It felt like different games between the two. Even when both of them ended up in overtime and they're both close games. Like, I don't know, that Ottawa game, we were... I think it's fair to say that we were dominating them mm-hmm. throughout the game. And there was a couple miscues by Campbell behind the net. You could definitely say that the Leafs weren't doing him any favors, kind of putting him in those tough situations. But they, Ottawa gets basically two freebie goals, and we have to kind of battle in there to to make them... I and mean, we had a couple freebie goals ourselves on the other end, but... Man, is there anything more exciting than that that Ottawa uh, overtime game-winning goal? I, I was losing it. It was so fun. I don't know. Pierre Engvall's goal where he just like used the force to blast the puck into the net without touching it was pretty good. <laughs> that one was that was ridiculous. How like like thank goodness he didn't touch it. What are you thinking? Right? You're not thinking at that moment. You just it's it's gut reaction. It's it's an impulse. And then he misses it too. He he was trying to it and he doesn't get it. Um, yeah, yeah. The I, I know. Okay, so the first when it, when it comes to soup, that first uh, you know kind of miscue that he had where he was he was trying to play the puck out of the net. It, I think somebody gets behind and it kind of he kind of rattles it off of their uh, their stick and it, it finds itself yep. in front of the net. Nobody around except for Connor Brown, of course. 
Horrible. He's on it's a like, revenge tour. Why is it always happening? Like, of course, Connor Brown yeah. scores that game, and in the Edmonton game, of course, Tyson Berry scores. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to. I'll talk Every about time. that later. Um, the second one, though, I I don't blame Soup so much for the second one because he had to come out. I think it was just a really unfortunate bounce where it, the way that it, uh, um, you know, hit the corner, and then it's like. It's just hanging there. Nobody else is back. Maybe we should have had somebody back there to help him. But, I mean, I don't know what Soup was going to do. Um, I was getting a little worried after that first goal he led in the, the following game against Edmonton. That was a weak goal. That was yes. a weak goal. And he should have had that. And that was following the game before when, it, like, you know, I thought he had a fine game against against Ottawa. But two kind of misplays. And, and then he has the next game, this weak goal to let us go down one nothing, And it's like... Uh, you know, I was sitting beside Tim and I said to him, you know, it'd be a more interesting podcast the next day if we actually lose this game and Campbell has a bad game. And then unfortunately at the beginning there, it looked like I was getting my wish, but you know what? He turned it around. He, he I thought he had a solid game. The rest of it, the two other goals that Edmonton got were phenomenal goals and I wouldn't blame Campbell on either of them. And he ended up hanging on and getting the W his sixth one of the season. That guy's he's on a mission. I do. Have, that- oh, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. I would say he's now matched the Buffalo Sabres with their sixth win of the season. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Buffalo Sabres are well on their way to uh, the longest losing streak in NHL history. Oh, I don't know who they get, play this week, but the uh, better they, be careful, Stephen. What's That's that? not Leafs talk? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Hey, Stephen, shut up! It's Leafs talk only. I only know one Sabres fan, and he definitely doesn't listen to the podcast. I'll recommend it. Um, I, okay, cool, I but talk I feel about- like it could be Leafs talk because every Leafs fan loves hearing about how bad the Buffalo Sabres are doing. That just makes us happy. <laughs> they are the worst. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do want to talk five. about the game last night. The the Dreisaitl McDavid goal. Um, I thought I, I was laughing a little bit when it happened. I was obviously very mad. Like, come on, we gotta, we gotta score that. Or, 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 or sorry, like, like we can't, you know, lose this game. But I thought it was funny that it was the exact same goal that they scored or they showed like a bunch of highlights of in the pregame. That it was like, <laughs> oh, you gotta look out for this. You know, McDavid, he's got that speed, and then he kind of slows down, and oh, nobody's paying attention to dry saddle. Wham! And he did it. It's unbelievable, though. That pass, he just, he didn't even look. He like, he saw out of the corner of his eye. Dry saddle was there when he was like before the blue line. He finishes skating in and then just throws it to the perfect spot. Dry saddle rips it home. Yeah, Those just guys rockets it. Holy and cow. And I think what we saw there is like a classic Edmonton game where like they, last game we saw it with Dry saddle and McDavid together. Um, and obviously they got like that, that really nice goal, but the rest of the team then just like doesn't have it. So it's, it's like the, the argument do you spread the wealth or do you load up? And. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that that like this game, you know, a lot of it coming into it was the last time we played Edmonton was that three game streak where we just shut them down and, and dry settle and McDavid like didn't get anything going. We got all these shutouts and we we're defensively sound. I don't think we were that in this game, even though we ended up getting the win. Like we looked a little leaky in the back end, a few missed assignments. They got more than you'd like them to have. And we ended up winning anyway, but it, it wasn't the same dominance that we saw you know, what was it a month ago now, uh, the last time that we played Edmonton, but you know what, if you get the win, you get the win. So after last night's game, I got a couple, uh, Austin Matthews stats for you. Uh, no one has hit more posts on the season than Austin Matthews this year. Oh, Eight I posts this year. <laughs> that was Elias Pedersen had that for a while. Yep. Um, and then, uh, 
after uh, last night's overtime winner, uh, Austin Matthews now has the most overtime goals at home in Leafs history. Or he's tied, Ooh. sorry. He's tied for that stat with Matt Sundin and Steve Thomas with five overtime goals at home. Wow. He's the Crazy. guy, though. We always, you know, in our in our chat, right, whenever it's overtime, you know, uh, I feel like often we're like, oh, who's going to get it this time? Who's And, like, we kind of feel like, oh, the game's going this way. I think it's going to be this guy. It's like we should just say Austin Matthews every time because he does it. Did he even leave the ice? I feel like he was on, on the ice for the entire overtime. So speaking of ice times uh, in last game, pretty interesting breakdown. But so Austin Matthews last night, Played 26 minutes, <laughs> which is probably which is probably part of his. Uh, uh, sorry, 20. F- that's not true. 24 and a half minutes. Still, Marner, okay. Marner played 26 tops. minutes. Holy wow. cow! But that's like I think a lot of that is because they were matching up with Drysaddle and Marner and McDavid. Like Drysaddle had 24 minutes. Hmm. But the flip side of that is. Uh, Tavares and Nylander only played 15 minutes of ice time. Wow. Huh, interesting. But you know what? I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, there's only so much ice to go around. And if you want to give your big boys, be it Matthews and Marner, all this ice time, then, you know, you're not going to play the fourth line zero minutes. So the, like, the ice time has to be spread around. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Early in the season, we played our ice, our fourth line four minutes a night, but. I don't think we're paying Tavares uh, $11 million to play 15 minutes a night. Granted, he, especially like when he's looking great in those 15 he, minutes. He looked great last he night. He, he was did. really good. Yeah. He did. The, it's uh, tough though. Like you're not, you're not going to start taking down Jason Spezza's minutes. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, you are if it's John Tavares coming on the ice. Well, Jason think- Spezza had 11 minutes. I think it would be a different conversation, though. Let's say, let's say, I mean, we were, we were, you know, it was, it was a big time comeback win last night. Let's say we don't get that comeback win, and then we're talking about the time on ice, and it was more even, right? Where it was like, you know, nineteen sure. minutes each for the guys in the top line and the second line. We'd be like, why are you playing? You know, why are you playing these second line guys as much? So, well, that was the problem two years ago in that game seven game against Boston. Oh. Austin Matthews had like what seventeen minutes of ice time, and people were asking Babcock like, "What the heck? Why isn't he playing?" And Babcock was just like, "Yeah, you know, I like these lines, I like the way they are." So I don't know. What are you gonna do? That Tyson Berry goal made me mad last night, though. Made that me mad. That was a nice goal. No, yeah, that was a nice goal. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, the goal that he scored at the game. I was there uh, when he when. He was in Colorado. We were playing against Colorado right after Babs had gotten fired and he had a nice goal. Um, and oh, yeah, makes me mad. We, we were joking last night that uh, TJ Brody has zero goals this year. And yet we are so much happier with TJ Brody this year than we ever were with Tyson Berry <laughs> no. last year. That guy could do no wrong and, and he doesn't have a single goal. How is that possible? All right. Hop in the wagon. <laughs> Hit that wagon. It's gassed up, ready to go. Just kidding. It's kind of like the Flintstones wagon. You need power. someone with some beefy legs to drive this thing. All right. Who do we <laughs> like this week? Mm, I feel like an, over, an overtime winner is automatic admission to the, to the wagon. So Hall and Austin Matthews are in there. Yeah. Hall right. forked it. Yeah, that was that that one was sick. I thought I was watching the highlight too again. Smith was like not thinking he was going to shoot that puck. 
Justin we Hall. Forgot to, we forgot to talk about, uh, you know, we're the wake it up. We forgot to talk about Matthews blocking that three on one with his knee. Yes. With his knee. Yes. Get him in the wagon. Yes. All right. Austin Matthews is in there. Justin Hall is in there. Congratulations. This is Hall's first time in the wagon. Not a lot of love for Hall. Um, let's see. Who else do we like? Uh, could we do Pierre Engvall and his, his force, uh, his force powers? <laughs> he could go with there. He finally, we finally uh, got Pierre Engvall a goal in a game that we won. That hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We got Pierre Engvall. Let's see. Who else do we like? Spezza. Spezza has like three goals in four games or something. Get him his... in there. I don't care what Tim says about his ice time. Yeah. His goal the other night too. That thing was a rip. Uh-huh. That thing was broke flying. the guy's knee probably. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he he can really with his slap shot. He can really just just uncork it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was awesome. He's hot. He's hot. Okay, I, so we one more seat. I, I mean, uh, the, the captain. So I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm torn between like obviously JT's had some really good games here, but I mean Jack Campbell's also well. He, I suppose he's been just just okay, but like I'm not. He did that. Uh, Listen, yeah. for, for all I'm concerned, Jack Campbell could have the MLSE private jets, all right? He doesn't need the wagon. He gets the jet. <laughs> he doesn't have any goals. He hasn't scored any. What are you talking about, Jack no, Campbell Jack in the wagon? Campbell. Yeah, he hasn't scored any goals. No assists. His face-off percentage is 100, though. And he has so much time on ice. <laughs> Wait, okay, so, Tim, are you trying to take the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs out of the wagon and put Jack Campbell in there instead? After he had, no, I can't, he I can't ar- make net. an argument. He was I can't goal. make an argument against JT. He was trying to play defense too much this week. Get him in there. That was a great goal that Tavares had last night. He just right in the slot and, and ripped it. You could tell he wanted it bad. Well, and Galchenyuk with a great feed. That was a really mm. smart play. We'll, we can talk Through about him later. Legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So so we're letting uh, the captain drive. Captain always drives. All right. Captain's driving. We're going to swing by. I was going to swing by Harvey's. Pick up some burgers <laughs> for the boys. A couple of wins. Everybody's in a good mood. All right, it's time for Timmy's Trade Tracker. We had a couple of trades in the NHL this week, and we're not going to take a whole segment to talk about it, but we do want to, uh, um, I guess, look at where the Leafs are uh, in relation to the rest of the league. Timmy, what do you got for us? Well, this week we had Eric Stahl finally get traded out of Buffalo to the Montreal Canadiens for a couple of mid-round draft picks. And even though Eric Stahl had Montreal on his no-trade list initially, uh, given the, any opportunity to escape the tire fire that is the Buffalo Sabres, he jumped at it. Now, this is the first trade that's kind of that's happened in a while and might be the start of several dominoes leading to other trades as Buffalo has several free agents that uh, I'm sure are all are all looking to get out of town. And Buffalo, I mean, I would say Buffalo is trying to uh, plan their future, but that's uh, I'm not sure if they have a future at this, this point. Really it's was, rough. It was really the first trade that was purely uh, like one team buying, one team selling. Like there's been a few other more hockey trades going along, but mm-hmm. this felt like the first, the first like uh, leading up to trade deadline trade that Montreal pulled off here. Uh, quick update on that. Patrick Laine has one goal in 15 games. It's not wow. good. Love it. But looking uh, looking ahead, Eric Stahl was uh, a, a name that we toyed around previously about coming to the Leafs. But uh, that's obviously he's off the table now. Uh, however, names still on the table, uh, still on the table though, that everyone seems to be liking talking about is the possibility of Taylor Hall becoming a Toronto Maple Leaf. 
very divisive conversation. Ryan, mm-hmm. I believe you have some thoughts about Taylor Hall, some pre- previous opinions. Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I, I kind of go back and forth on this one. Part of me says that, like, this is Taylor Hall we're talking about here. There's a reason why his name is coming up all the time in, in these trade talks, especially when it comes to like the big asset that you're going to bring in who out there is a bigger name than Taylor all that you can throw up there on your first or second line and be a, a difference maker. You know, this is the guy who, who you need to go out and get to win, but no, he's not. This is Taylor Hall of, of every player in the NHL. What player is more quintessentially associated with losing than Taylor Hall other than winning the draft lottery, maybe, but like, I don't know. It depends on the cost. A second round pick. Oh, maybe you could do it. But then you're, you have to what trade away Kerfoot to uh, bring in Taylor Hall. And man, I feel like I would rather have Kerfoot's auto. I feel like I'm in a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to this guy. Yeah. To make the, to make the money work, like you, you either have to do a double retain. So like trade hall to another team who, who both Buffalo and this other team both retain 50%. And then mm-hmm. we could like, slip him in there but otherwise yeah you're looking at subtracting Kerfoot who's uh who does have utility as both like a centerman and a winger so it's uh it's it's hard it's just been so long since Taylor Hall has been that impact player he hasn't he hasn't scored 20 goals in like three years but then it's like you look at he's on like Arizona who can't score New Jersey who I well and then he was injured all that time so it's like you question is he still Come, like fully recover from his injury is he still that same player and you look at some of the advanced stats that say oh he's still getting lots of shots on net he just has no finishing talent on his line and no one to set him up so he's uh just bad luck and put him with good players where he doesn't have to play a solid like a, a leadership role and like here's the deal if possibility the for success if they if they ended up picking up taylor hall I, like I'm going to be nothing but excited about that. You know, like this is Taylor <laughs> Hall we're talking sure. about here, but like, man, I don't know. I feel like I'd feel more comfortable if we went after someone else who's not named Taylor. Hall. <laughs> I think the fact that, yeah, money would have to be moved out and it would be a player that we, we actually use really kills the excitement of that trade for me. Um, it would be so different if, if it was like, okay, you know, because it sounds like the the asking price is going to be a lot less than we thought it was maybe two weeks ago when we were talking about this, right? And if mm-hmm. if it wasn't going to take getting Kerfoot out the building, gosh, I would probably I would definitely throw a second round pick at Taylor Hall, bring him in the building, see what happens. It's a second round pick. We're the best team in the Canadian division. You know, we've got a real shot. But um, I I'm yeah, I I don't like I, the idea. I think being... they're currently saying that the current ask is like a second rounder, a prospect, and maybe oh, either another no, prospector. No, and, if and it then was just a second, I'd be saying like maybe, but no, I don't know. But then it's like, is is uh, if you're paying a second pick and a prospect for Grandland coming in, is this? Like you look at the the marginal cost between the two and say, oh, it's just going to cost this little bit extra to bring in Taylor Hall. That's pretty significant. It's like, but he's such a loser too. He's such a loser. <laughs> I would have loved loser. it if, uh, cons- seeing what what Eric Stahl cost, man, I would have loved it if we made that trade. Maybe, but the, the, I think it, the thing is that Leafs have space to make one trade. Is so hmm. like. Is Eric Stahl that one player? He, I, I, I'm sure Eric Stahl's like, obviously he's a few years younger than Spetson Thornton, but I feel we already have a few Eric Stahls on our team. So 
I don't know. But here's it's, the thing. We said the same thing when we brought in Joe Thornton of, well, we already have Spezza and we love true. having both Joe Thornton and Spezza. So maybe you can never have too much of a good thing. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I would say that with the Eric Stahl trade, because I don't know if we ever said what the asking price was, but he ended up going for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. And I would say that if the Leafs don't end up making a trade and we end up getting no one, then Steven, I'd probably agree with you. And yeah. say, Man, I, I wish we picked up Eric Stahl. That would have been nice. But, I, but I'm kind of with Tim and thinking, I hope we make a better deal than like we get a better, more impactful player than just Eric Stahl. So I guess time will tell as to whether or not it, it was good or bad that we missed the boat on that one. All right. Well, that's it for Timmy's trade tracker. We'll see you over the next week. The the, the deadline's on the 12th, I believe. So we'll have yep. one more pod before the deadline. We'll see if something happens this week. Um, it's going to be interesting. I do want to check in on our most recent trade though. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, the Leafs traded Miko Lettinen for VV Vivalainen. He has joined the Maple Leafs taxi squad. He came to the U.S. We didn't get a single update about that. This guy hopped on a plane, and we didn't know. He's here. Um, he's. I think he he was at practice today. So he, he had a new know. mask. It'd That's be interesting to see if he ends up backing up for soup ahead of Hutch. Yeah, I don't it, think he'll get any starts, but. It was more uh, uh, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago and we were like, oh, this is like a future move. Like, no, we 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 traded Miko Lettinen for a guy who's going to be on the Leafs taxi squad. So, Ryan, you were wrong. Tim and I were right. This was a good trade. <laughs> no, because we haven't had Lettinen for any games. We still haven't had what double V. Is that what Keith called him, Tim? Double V. Double V. We still haven't had double V make any impact. So this is a non-impact trade. Mario Kart double V. My favorite of the Mario Karts. <laughs> all right that's enough that's enough of of double v let's hop into this week's topic ryan i'm not doing the sound drop i tried to find i'm not going to do it i don't want you to make fun do of it. me Steven, all right we want to know we, we want to hear the sound drop do okay. it okay this week's topic is off-season moves we're ready to make now <laughs> that makes no sense <laughs> it's just a random piece of sound I don't know what I, in my mind, I was like, oh, that's a perfect sound. <laughs> I did it right before. We're going to keep it though. All right. So all the, right. Um, we love the off season around here on the Leafs cast. We love conversation. No, we don't, yes. The off season always comes way too early for us. All it, these... And the first half is always us sulking over the stupid refs of the stupid Boston <laughs> Bruins. or stupid Columbus Blue Jackets knocking us out of the playoffs. Oh, we Tim, hate you, the off season. You love sitting there in front of the computer, working up the cap numbers and seeing, seeing, oh, okay, can we fit a little bit. Guys? You love it. And um, <laughs> we are, uh, oh, we're we're almost done with the regular season. We've seen a lot. We've gotten to see a lot of these guys. Uh, there hasn't been a, a ton of injury, and so I think it's a good time to to take a look at some of these some of these potential moves in the offseason that we can go ahead and just lock in right now and say say I, I'm ready to sign that contract. I'm ready to send that guy away. I'm ready to do whatever, and it's ready to happen right now. We don't have to wait till the offseason. The offseason's now. Let's get into it. Who wants to go first? Well, you see, when when uh, I was told that the topic was that we were doing wasn't going to be well, first wasn't going to be a massive Leafs trade, so we had to scramble last minute to come up with another topic. And we came up with this. I said, you know what, we should start doing now. We should start planning the parade. <laughs> the Leafs. We got Jack Campbell and Net. Everyone's firing. Cactus's wrist is looking a little better. 
get why wait till after we win the cup let's just get the play uh, parade route all planned everyone will be six feet apart it's gonna be 50 kilometers long i was gonna say that's a massive parade <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take three weeks tim does the parade have to go through omaha nebraska so steven can see it i think it has to be are you six, right? everyone's six feet apart I'm gonna. I'll find my way up there. Don't you think I'm not gonna find my way up there? I am legally allowed to get into the country of Canada. Okay, I got a. I can get in there, so it's gonna be fine. Right. You know, I'd rather that rather than swing by Omaha, let's swing by Buffalo on the parade and just check in. <laughs> That's just mean. That's just mean to all those Buffalo fans. Uh, okay, I want to talk about an off-season move I'm ready to make now. Oh, sorry, Tim, unless you had more to say about you. Nope. <laughs> that was all the planning I put into pod this week. All right. Just pl- it's the parade. Here is my off-season move I, I am ready to make forthwith. <laughs> forthwith, baby. I had to Google that. Okay. Um, Zach Hyman. So, so Zach Hyman is, uh, he's going to be a UFA at the end of this season, um, which is great because it protects him from potentially getting snatched up by uh, that pesky Seattle Kraken, uh, who we just yep. can't stand. Um, but he's been somebody who, uh, at least for, for me, it's taken a little bit of time to get used to him being an important part of this team, right? It went from, you know, in the old Babs days of being like, why is this guy on the top line? To now it's like, get him back on the top line. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this last night as I was watching the game and, and, and even on Thursday, and he was, he's been looking great lately. And uh, I, I think if Zach Hyman has an insurance plan, um, there's a lot, uh, a lot of everything in life you need to go ahead and get insurance for. And why not do it for your hockey team? Um, he's, he's, he's third line insurance. He's second line insurance and he's first line insurance that somebody on that line is going to be going. Um, but I specifically thought of third line insurance and like, okay, you know, we're a little bit of a cap struck team. Uh, we have so many guys that are playing on, you know, bare minimum contracts. And if we only have, Let's say we only have six million dollars to allocate towards the third line. If four million dollars of that, or four and a half million dollars of that, goes to Zach Hyman and the two other guys that are playing next to him are on, uh, you know, league minimum contracts, I I just feel like that's to me that's so much more important than potentially. Um, uh, you, you, you know, spreading the wealth and it's it's whoever else uh, other guys come back and they're all playing on like. Like we have three guys on $2 million contracts. I don't think I like that as much as Zach Kyman being that third line insurance. Um, I don't know if that's a realistic cap number for him. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think uh, as far as his ability of, of like looking just at, at points and, and games played, it's a little hard for a comparable just because he started in the NHL a bit later. Like, He's 29 and only has about four or five seasons under his belt, but he's 28. Uh, he's the same age as us, Tim. T- 92. Well, I mean, once he's signing this contract, I think he turns. Oh, 29. okay. He will. He will be 29. Yeah. Or ne- like start of next season for the start of the contract, he'll be 29. Okay. Um, but it's it's hard to say because purely from an offensive standpoint, yeah, sure, he's maybe like four-ish million. But then you look at everything else that he does for this team and like Zach Hyman could be argued as one of the top, uh, well, the top five is maybe a little, a little generous as far as importance to the team. But there's a reason why we want him on every single line 
Well, I mean, but, you know, like just just to say, like a while ago, we were saying Muzzin is the most important part of this team. If he goes down, we have no one to replace him. It's not the equivalent of that Zach Hyman on our front end. Like we don't have another Hyman and in, in just standby of, of someone who can do what he does. He's so important to our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both like and he's both his oh, ability ahead. to work in the corners, but also then he'll just pull out this amazing wraparound goal just right 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 when we need it. It's like yep. man, Zach Hyman's just the best. It I mean, is we, tough though. Go ahead, Stephen. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, we're going to have, you know, two shortened seasons in a row here. But he he's essentially at this point a bare minimum, like 42 to 45 point guy. And uh, uh, but he's basically like a 50 point a season guy over 82 games. Um, so so it's it's almost like he 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 is an, uh, an offensive guy. Now, I mean, he's got 21 points in 32 games this year. He's a plus 13. So what's interesting is so there's. The argument of re-signing Zach Hyman, which I believe we can all agree on, how many years would you give Zach Hyman? Because well, that, like, well, that's what's going to make it tough. Like, like I feel like, I feel like if Zach Hyman wants to go where he's going to get the longest term and the most dollars, and that's what's important to him, he's not going to be a Leaf next season. Like, we are not going to offer him more than yes. some other team. There's so many Mike Babcocks out there who value who value Zach Hyman more than any other player on their roster mm-hmm. and are going to pay him through the nose to get him to play on their team. So the only way know. that Zach Hyman is staying on our team is if he wants to be here and is okay taking less money. Maybe we sign him for, like, eight years at $2 million or something. I don't know. But, like, I, it, it's, it's Zach Hyman's decision to be here if he ends up staying. I disagree. I think uh, no other teams truly appreciate Zach Hyman the way the Leafs appreciate Zach Hyman. Like until you see Zach Hyman play every shift and see like what he does, other teams might say like, "Oh, here's a guy who plays with Austin Matthews and John Tavares. Of course, he's going to get all these points." I think only the Leafs value him as much as. I don't so think you, other. You know that Mike Babcock is going to be hired as the Kraken's coach, and that he's going to demand a ten million dollars <laughs> no. salary to Zach. Oh no, that I didn't. I didn't think about that. What is? What are they doing over there? Um, the eight years. I mean that that sounds insane because like I, you do look at him and he's going to be twenty. He's going to be twenty nine. He's twenty eight now. He'd be Jason Spetz's age. I mean, t- Tim mm-hmm. and I are twenty eight. I, I don't know how you feel, Tim, but like like my elbow hurts a lot now. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I think I have a hernia. Like too, too much Xbox. I'm just saying. Um, I I I would. You can see the reality where where Zach, it's it's three years from now and Zach Hyman's just like he's he's not having it anymore and we just signed this guy he's got five more years left at uh it um, it is hard because even you look at like wayne simmons like wayne simmons definitely like fell off a cliff more so than other players but here's a guy who's first part of his career very physical player uh not a little different than zach hyman but this the, the same uh idea of these guys aren't as uh their their style of play doesn't propel them as late in years as maybe Joe Thornton's does, where it doesn't as hustle based or speed based or uh, hockey sense based. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't go eight. Like I even f- like five. I, de- I wouldn't even go more than five years for Zach Hyman. See, I I mean we don't we don't want to talk about this forever. Other topics we want to get to, but I I would say I disagree on that. I I would say that our window is the next like three years. Well, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nealand are all under contracts. They are, and we need to win in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So you you give him as much term as he wants. 
get the cap hit as low as you can get it. That's what happened with David Clarkson. That's the the exact thinking that got them into the David Clarkson problem. Tim, we're not we're not offering Zach Hyman seven million. Yeah, like give me a break here. We're I'm I'm talking like an eight million, five million. Sorry, eight eight years low cap hit. I and you you accept that the back half of that contract he's not going to be worth that. But it's not like a a seven million. It's not like we have Jeff Skinner locked up on our team for the decade at 9 million. Like it's, it's not going to be the end of the world. Money can be moved. It's no, it like, let's win. Now we got to get his cap hit lower. The, the cap isn't going up anytime soon. I don't think we could afford to pay Zach Hyman four and a half million over what, what four years. He's not going to take that. So I, I think, I, I think he might, I think we're, we're, we're seeing it around the league right now that with the flat cap and a lot of teams are really up against it. And as many teams as say, you know, there, there's not going to be as many teams that can say, Oh my gosh, like I want to throw six, $7 million a year at Zach Hyman, because there's just not going to be that kind of money around. So I think just based on that, we might be, our offer might be a lot more competitive. He does get to stay in Toronto. It's a big market. He's from here. He's the same age as Tim and I, so he can hang out with us. Um, He's third line Guys, insurance. Four and a half billion is good enough for me for Zach Hyman. Not eight years at four and a half million, but he's sticking around. Okay. You look at you look at, at last season. Like Evgeny Dadanov signed with the Sens for five million. That guy's a thirty goal man. Like every year, that guy has 60, 70 point seasons, and he signed for five. So it's, Hyman's definitely not going to get anywhere near that. All Mark right. that book on the Kraken, Tim. Mark my words. <laughs> I have a topic. Go for it. I want to talk about the goaltending. Now, I know that this is all anyone's been talking about in hockey world, or rather Leafs world at least, for the past two weeks with the Freddie and Campbell conundrum. But it matters because Freddie's contract is up after this season, and and you have to decide what are you going to do. Now, unfortunately, this this topic is kind of what are you prepared to, uh, to do now and actually, you know what, even though I brought it up, I guess I'm not really prepared to do anything now about it because here's the thing. There's a lot of hoopla about Jack Campbell right now. Is this guy the starter? Can he go Can he go on and play? What's the deal with Freddie? What's he going to get? I feel like you have no idea what Freddie's going to get because it's not fair to judge him on the games he's been playing while he's injured because Campbell's also been injured and the decisions between Freddie and Michael Hutchinson. Freddie's going to come back later in the season. He's not going to be injured the whole time. He'll come back probably in a week or two. We'll give him a fair shake. We'll see how he does, and then we'll find out what Freddie's getting. But I am prepared to say at this point now, I don't think we're going to be re-signing Freddie. I think that this is the last season, regardless of how well he plays or how poorly he plays or whatever, we're not going to be re-signing Freddie after this season. I don't think so. You'd rather bring back James Reimer? <laughs> We'd have the nicest goaltending tandem in the league with Jack Campbell and People James Reimer. People won't want to score at us because they don't want to hurt the guy's feelings. So um, back to the the insurance topic. Um Jack Campbell has not proven in his time, you know, with the Leafs to be uh, made of iron. And so, so Mm -hmm. that, that's something that I worry a lot about that if we didn't have a really solid backup uh, and, and just saying Jack Campbell is going to be our guy going forward. And there is a lot of season left and we have all of the next year to get a good look at Jack Campbell to know, like if he's someone that we really feel like we're re-signing, that's, that's a lot down the road. But um, I would agree with you that, uh, coming back as as the starter with Frederick Anderson, absolutely not. But similar to what I was saying with um, with Zach Hyman, uh, 
I mean, we saw how the goaltending market was this offseason. I don't think it's going to be much better in the next offseason. I don't know who the team is out there that's going to be offering up, uh, you know, a, a, a boatload of cash for a 31, 32-year-old Freddie Anderson. And I, I don't know. I think there will be. I think a team is going to pay Freddie because they know that he's he can do it. He can be the starter and he can get the job done. And I don't know. I, I think he's so, going to get the get the turn, get the deal. So Jacob Markstrom last year is a pretty good comparable for Freddie. Like Jacob Markstrom was 30 when he signed his contract, had definitely a bit of a slower start to his career, uh, but then picked it up maybe even above Anderson. Both of them are pretty inconsistent up and down, but. Jacob Markson got a six by six from Calgary. Freddie's not getting that. No way. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie gets like a three or four year deal at closer to four or five million kind of but who, thing. From who? So you think lower, lower than his last deal where so five yeah. by five. Yeah, I think so. Mm, he, nah, he hasn't had the success. He, he hasn't I, done it in the playoffs. Well, neither, neither did Markstrom. I, I don't know. I, I could I could see Freddie getting at least a five by five. If that's uh, if that's but, the case, then yeah, he's he's going to be suiting up for somebody else, and we're going to have to figure out. Um, but s- even if he's getting else. the deal that I said, which was lower than that, like we're, we all agree, there's no way the Leafs are paying him for like four more years at four million. Like th- there's no way that we're doing that. Uh, a four four by four for like a, even a, like a one A or one B goalie. It's you, pretty you good. Pay your backup as much as Montreal is paying their backup. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah but when you're paying, when you're paying your starter uh, one and a half, like your your goaltending tandem at like five and a half million. But that only works a for next year. Yeah, Campbell. If Campbell keeps being our starter and keeps playing, if Campbell keeps playing as well as he has, then we're never going to lose again. So he probably won't. But like, yeah, Stevens right. He's going to be asking for a raise next year if he is our new number one. And then all of a sudden, it's not a five and a half well, million dollar goalie tandem. It's an eight and a half million dollar goalie tandem. Campbell, right, but then you might be able to trade Anderson. But if Campbell asks for too much money, there is always the good chance we sign a VV Vivalainen. <laughs> Double V. Bring him in. Double V. Um, now, I, I do want it, though, w- w- when it comes to Freddie, um, he, he the last couple of years in the playoffs, has been, he's, he, he's been a better part of our team. And that, that, that matters. Can you say as, that? Yeah. You, you would say he's been, he's been acceptable in the playoffs for you? Last year, a 9-3-6. The year before, a 9-2-2. Yeah, but that, but that doesn't tell the story, though. Like he he's let in some weak goals that have it, really cost us games, and it's in the timing of the goals. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like the much Michael Hutchinson effect. You just can't get a save when you need one, and it seems to like I wouldn't say that that issue has been Freddie's issue in the regular season very much. Maybe recently in his recent struggles, but in the playoffs, it's definitely been an issue, especially last year against Columbus. I think. So if you could bring back, if you could go into this off season and we know, okay, we're, we're moving into a future where Freddie is not our starting goalie. He's not going to be making starting goalie money. And you signed him to a three year, $3 million contract. I take that three years, 3 million. That sounds, but I, Freddie's not taking that. He's getting more elsewhere, which is why I'd say we're not, we're, this is the last season we're going to see Freddie. Like there's no way that, that he's going to take that deal because some other team is going to offer him you know, something like what Tim said, like a, a five by five or whatever. Hmm. All right. Any more thoughts on the, the goaltending? 
what my this kind of leads into my my next point but it'll be interesting what happens uh come the seattle expansion draft because as teams can only protect one goalie there might be some teams that have a good Mm. 1a and 1b goalie and they're willing to trade them to another team granted like this doesn't necessarily help us in the moment because we're we plan on protecting campbell but uh there might be more goalies that become available than uh next year than that we currently have to talk about now but it will be interesting but speaking about the seattle draft i know people like to toss around different ideas about who are we going to protect and uh what's going to happen however right now we already know what the best course of action is for the leafs and who they should protect and now quick primer on the seattle expansion draft but teams can protect either uh oh i I forgot the number (laughs) it's either uh eight eight forwards no sorry seven forwards three defensemen and a goalie Mm -hmm. or eight skaters total and a goalie and a goalie uh which basically what comes down to the end of the day is the leafs have four good defensemen they have riley brody muzzin and justin hall all of whom are great and then they have six core forwards and then some extra good forwards. Mm -hmm. So what the the least have to decide is, is it worth exposing Justin Hall or Alex Kerfoot? And unfortunately this is going to leave Dermot uh, exposed. It's going to leave Pierre Engvall exposed. Uh, However, those two players are not nearly as integral to our team as either of Kerfoot or Justin Hall. And the answer is that the Leafs need to protect Justin Hall and potentially lose uh, Kerfoot for nothing. Hmm. And it's just because uh, you look at, one, the right side of our defense, which for years has always been a weak point, has Mm -hmm. cost us playoff series single-handedly. And we finally have a solution. And we have Justin Hall signed for $2 million for the next two years after this. Is it two more years after this year? Mm-hmm. Next year and the year after. That's phenomenal. Thank I goodness love Kyle started Dubis. playing good. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we have to do now. I hate but, to... So, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead, Stephen. No, I no, was no, going to say, I, I hate to just agree with you, Tim, but you're 100% right. Um, looking at... Uh, um, okay, well, we were talking about you know third line insurance before. Uh, I mean, Alex Kerfoot was brought in here to be that, and he has not been that. And looking at the last couple games, uh, Galchenyuk is, is playing great on the second line wing. And that was a spot where it was like, oh, that's kind of where Kerf has been hanging out. And uh, he's nice to have. We we talk a lot about having versatility in our players. Oh, so this guy can play center. He can play wing sometime. But then we have somebody like that and we don't seem to really, we don't feel comfortable with them. And uh, I think Hall is a lot more important. And yeah, it'll suck to lose him for nothing. And we'll hate Seattle. Um but so maybe, maybe the answer is we have to trade him, get so, some value for him. Well, that's what I was just going to say, Tim, is, is if like, because I, you know, I, I would also say that I, I would agree. I would rather lose Kerfoot than Hall just, just from what Hall is and how irreplaceable he is. So shouldn't we be trading Kerfoot and, and trying to pick up, uh, mm. you know, just for like to throw the name out there, like to pick up a Taylor Hall because we, we can and we're going to lose Kerfoot anyway. Like it, if it's only really this season we're looking for, 
shouldn't we go try and find someone who, who someone else would value Kerfoot out of the second year and we can get a better player for only the one year? Like it, it, it makes sense to me to try and minimize the loss of the Seattle. Losing a player for nothing is the worst. I think it depends on uh, what you're replacing. To, to go from Kerfoot to Taylor Hall is a big jump. However, to, to be able to go from no losing no players up to a Grandland is a a jump as well so it's it be, the fact that you're subtracting Kerfoot from your current year team which net reduces the amount of benefit mm. any player comes in but like right now like you said we have enough room to make one move and mm-hmm. that's why we maybe didn't make the eric stall move because we, we, we can only make one but like we can make two moves if we move out Kerfoot as well, you know? So it's not like, yeah, it's not true. like we, we can bring in Taylor Hall and it's not just Grandland. We could bring in Grandland and Eckholm if we move out like, Kerfoot, uh, you know what I mean? Well, that's, Eckholm's a little different because he also has an extra year. Cause well, so sure, whoever I, I, you, just, I just threw out another who, name, but right. Yeah. But whoever you trade Kerfoot for, you're also losing at the end of the year because they're UFA. So it's either you lose Kerfoot, Kerfoot for nothing, or you lose whoever you're trading him for for nothing. And I, I don't know it's the just, teams. It feels like a waste because Kerfoot has, is signed for one extra year. You you have to think that some of these bad teams, right, uh, would would potentially be willing to take on Kerfoot, uh, you know, because like like they they don't have enough good players that to, you know to protect, and they're like, hey, I would take Alex Kerfoot, and we could pick up like a, a third round pick or something, or you know you know something like that. I, I like to think that Dubis would be smart like that. that that's what I would do if I was playing uh, NHL 21. I would definitely trade, Kerf, you know, try to get a pick. But um, yeah, Ryan makes a I good think point as well. More than a third, but I mean. So. I- I say that, but like, I love Kerfoot on my teams. <laughs> I don't know. It's always like, you know, the grass is always greener, but you, you never know what, who this other player is. Maybe they just chemistry won't work. Maybe they'll just die on a stick as soon as they get here. You know, like it's not easy for players to move to another team mid season. And especially because they have to quarantine. Oh, right. They have to quarantine. That was the other part of the update we didn't cover, but new this week is the Canadian government said that incoming NHL players only have to quarantine for one week rather than two, yeah. which is a big deal it's because any t- players we bring in all used to have to miss two weeks worth of games. Yeah. That's a lot of rust accumulating in those two weeks. Cause they're not even allowed to go to the practice facility. They have to, they have to quarantine. So thank you, Mr. Still Trudeau. A big deal. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That'll okay. be nice. And it'll be, in- it'll be interesting to see if the trades start happening. Like it was shortly after that was announced yep. that Montreal picked up Hall. So maybe this is just the snowball that's starting to roll. So Tim and I are ready to make our off season moves now. And Ryan <laughs> is, uh, he's, he's a little bit apprehensious. <laughs> All right. Quick hitters. Hit me. Hit me. Tim, you talk about planning a trade uh, or parade. I planned a parade for work one time. It was not easy. I'll get into that <laughs> later. All right. Um, quick hitters. Here we go. Are the Leafs changing the lines too much? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no in the sense that you like to find that winning topic, but you got to find it. We're like 20 games to the playoffs. I want to have the lines solidified and have good chemistry between those players. Too what do much you think, tra- Too much change. Uh, I say, I say no, even, even though, uh, our lines want to get chemistry uh, by keeping it, uh, keeping it different. Keith is keeping other teams guessing as well. Hard to plan for a strategy when Leafs are always changing it up. I also, hmm. I, I say no, because, 
um, we we talk we talk about it in years past when we had Babs, and it's like we're doing the same thing again, the same thing again. And we used to be like, hey, if we're winning, you know, if we're winning a lot of games, we should be trying out some new stuff. We're winning a lot of games, we're trying out some new stuff. It does seem crazy that we go almost no games with the same lines, like consecutive games with the same lines. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but Keith's up late at night. He's got the spreadsheet in front of him, and he's he's trying out new stuff. So I can't hate on him too much. Uh, I got one more. Uh, will the Blue Jays make the playoffs this year? Is it is yep. it the expanded playoffs like it was last year, or or back to regular? Uh, last year, bonus not... teams made the playoffs, right? Yes, yes. I don't think it's expanded. Are if they it's playing... not expanded, then I don't think so. Are they playing in Canada? No. Ah, Buffalo again. Buffalo Blue Jays. I say yes. Go Jays. All right, Go I Jays. have one. Uh, will the Blue Jays get to seven wins before the Buffalo Sabers do? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Buffalo has to win. I, I take Buffalo, right? They can't be that bad, that right? That is a bad bet, Tim. That is a I know. Bad bet. You guys didn't <laughs> let put... me finish my point earlier. The Sabres are one game away from tying the longest losing streak in NHL history. Two game, two, or, or, yep. two losses away from having the record. They'll get That's there. crazy. All right, what crazy. else you got? All right, who... Uh... <laughs> What do you think? Uh, sorry, I'm looking through the list and like, what's what? Do, oh, do you think the Leafs make a trade this week? Is this is this the week? Is it happening? I think no. Yes, they will. The one week quarantine. That all the teams are waiting for that. And it's going to happen. What this do you week. think, Tim? I think no. Listen, <laughs> I have to I have to check Twitter right now because I've we've I've predicted that they would make it right at the end of our all, podcast. All, all you Leafs cast listeners, be watch out for the uh, emergency podcast when the Leafs make their big trade. The uh, we might have to jump on here. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else? Um, who's so right oh. now? The standings are very close between us, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Obviously, we're going to be in first place by the end of this week. But who will be in second place, Winnipeg or Edmonton? Winnipeg. Ed Edmonton. Because we're okay, going to beat take, Winnipeg twice this week. I'll take Edmonton. Let's talk about the week's games. Winnipeg twice. So, yeah, big games this week. Big games. A lot of big games. So tomorrow, 6 o'clock, or sorry, 7 o'clock Eastern, um, Leafs play the Oilers again. McDavid is mad. You could tell he was mad at the end of the overtime when yep, he runs into yep. Austin Matthews, and he's nowhere close to when the puck goes into the net. He was mad. There's a lot of people saying that that should have been an interference call. I don't think that should be all. an interference call. All. He like he he just got rid of the puck half a second before McDavid bumped into him. I think it was McDavid trying to pull something, and then even after that, it was McDavid trying to be the last man back, sprung on a breakaway. He's trying to be a hero. He it's overtime. Not. They don't call penalties like that in overtime. No penalties. So then Wednesday, take a, take a seat. Wednesday and Friday, uh, Leafs play the Jets. Uh, let's see, are we at home? I'm no, no that. Saturday game this this week. Nope. I know. I, I think that. Sunday, Monday is a back-to-back after that yeah. against Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. yeah. So when are we going to record? <laughs> after the trade. <laughs> True. After the well, trade. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of big games this week. Um, Listen, so... this after this week, we will either be in third place in our division or in first place, or I guess second place. But like this, th- these are, these are games against the guys who are right at our heels. There's never been a more important week of games this season. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So it's a good thing that we're going into it on a three-game W streak. All right, fellas. Jack Campbell. A good week. Uh, Leafs are playing on Easter Sunday. Kind of a shot. Just saying. Resurrection. See ya. What I want. <laughs>
resurrection. <laughs> That's funny. We're we're already alive. <laughs> <laughs>